Hey guys, welcome to episode 74 of the JV Club with my guest, Jackie Cation. What a marvelous woman. I want to get straight into some shout outs. That's right. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I can't tell you the last time I played Monopoly, but boy, that is uh, just one of those phrases that has made it into our vernacular. Um, That's funny too, because I just remembered that Monopoly comes up in this episode with Jackie. So listen to that. Uh, I want to thank on Twitter, Cats Meow, Jordan V, Mr. Jumanji, Chris P, Bridget A, Kelly H, and Victoria P. I want to thank for their wonderful emails, Camille S., Megan C and uh, Patricia, who uh, gets a special special shout out in the JV uh, Club advice section, the junior varsity section of this episode. Uh, I want to thank Jordy, who contacted me on Facebook. She's part of a very funny sketch troupe in Portland, Oregon, called The Third Floor. Jordy, I'm so glad you're listening to and enjoying the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed that really loud swallow that I just uh, did while I was. <laughs> reading these shout outs. Lucy, I finally got your letter. I know I sent you an email about that as well, but thank you so much. Adorable. Joseph, uh, Maria, Paul, and PJ on Autumn's Nerdist page. Uh, really enjoyed your comments. Certainly enjoyed Maria and Paul's back and forth um, as you guys had a full conversation for all to enjoy on, on Autumn's Nerdist page. Also on Facebook, I want to thank Jamie for posting some nice gender uh, neutral uh Toys, the Toys R Us carries, um, which we talked about on the uh, Autumn podcast episode. I want to thank Maria for posting some very cool helmets that I believe are made in her home country. And I want to thank CJ. Thank you so much for your wonderful email and the photo of you scuba diving with jellyfish, which as you imagine might happen, totally was amazing and gave me the creeps at the same time. So guys, thank you so much. Um, I'm glad to be on uh, L.A. ground for a while. I don't think that I'm heading anywhere crazy anytime soon. So I'm going to settle in, uh, get some more podcast episodes logged for you. And uh, T-shirts are actually now going into production. So very excited about that. Uh, the lead time's a little little large, but um, I'll have more information on when they'll be available and how to get them very soon. So I think that is it for now, unless I'm forgetting anything. Thing, I welcome you to enjoy this episode with the one and only Jackie Cation. Now entering Nerdist.com. I played a multitude of games. I, you know what? I play a few games on the show. Oh, yeah? I do. All we'll right. get to those. We'll get to those. I, but, but saying that I play a lot of games makes it sound like... Like you're playing games, man. Or that, or oh, that I'm manipulating. Or you're some sort of game player. Listen, no. I am I am deep into your psyche right now, and you are not even going to realize how we much I'm playing We were talking Paul Gilmartin. That guy has some mental health. He wants to chat it up. He wants to ta- chat up how your mental health is coming along. He certainly does. Have you done his podcast? I have not. Um, Maybe you're mentally healthy, and you I, don't need I'm, to. People, I think, suspect I might be too mentally healthy uh, oh. to, to address. I'm like, no, you don't know. You unplumbed my depths. demon chest. Of- you don't know. Yeah. I mean, when I was... when I. You know, when you talk to to Marin, 
he doesn't oh yeah when you yeah I've yeah this podcast, but yeah. if well and when you do it will be because i did it super early before i thought anyone was going to ever listen yeah and so <laughs> yeah i so i so get it yeah. like what's what what could possibly who's what, gonna this is gonna be fine possibly, why am i even worrying yeah, about why will this? this ever be an issue oh yeah it's podcasting it's four years ago no one even knows what it is yeah and so he opens a vein right i mean that's yeah. his thing he's yeah. like i'm opening a vein would you like to and you're like yes of course i would and then yeah. you delve you delve someone told well someone to- has told me actually more than one guest who've done both uh told me that and i i don't know Marin very well and like he's done my festival a bunch but i think for both of us and this is i mean not to I don't want to sound like I'm so busy and successful that I match him and I therefore say, I don't it. recognize I him. Say. But for some reason, the fake, the facial recognition between the two of us is very poor. Like I oh. forget what he looks like and he forgets what I look like. So one or the other of us constantly reintroduces each other thinking right. we've never met. Well, and then when a, we're like, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Janet. Going- and he goes, I'm Mark. And then we both go, oh, Janet, Mark, what the fuck? We've seen each other like a million times. What are we yes. doing? Well, at least it's happening both ways. It is happening I, both ways. Because here's what I've discovered. I have probably 600 slots in my brain uh-huh. if you have to be amazing to knock somebody out of one of those slots Ooh. for me to recognize you and if i talk to you all the time online but i never see you yes or if i know we worked together for a week doing stand-up comedy but it was three years ago yeah you're out of your tiny lizard mind no well, thinking also, that yeah, i'm gonna we remember you weird lives in that we are that constantly, constantly meeting, meeting people yeah, <laughs> constantly it is rough man i mean that is really very true and i, I try people. to I too. remember I them. know right and I then you totally see them, them and then it's the whole sort of like taken out of context that's a disaster too like oh, somebody that terrible. you spent six weeks with oh, yeah. you absolutely would remember if you saw them again in Vancouver or if right. you saw them again right. on the Fox lot or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah suddenly you see them in a grocery store and you know that nope, face out of cont- you you're like no I got idea nothing. how or why I got nothing and then what was the uh, um Ah, whatever. Yeah, because that out of context thing is crazy. It there's no there's no way. I I ran into some woman in Phoenix who just stand up here and lived here, and I knew her here, and I hadn't seen her in three or four years, and she got mad at me because I didn't recognize her. And I was like, "Lady, you were very nice." I oh, I know <laughs> first what of I was, all, everyone loves when you call them lady. I was like, <laughs> good way right, to get lady. into it. I think you can only call someone that when you're yelling at them because they hit your car with their car. Right, right. Well, it's very much because you're. It, it, it's the kind of term where you're like you're trying to be polite, but you just want to go, "Hey, asshole." Yes. Uh, it's not my fucking fault. Yes. Is what you genuinely want to say. One of the problems I also have is that people have these Twitter handles. You know, breaker, breaker, ten four, good buddy. Uh, what's your real name, Yutzik? Right. Uh, your right. name is not Yutzik. Is it Yutzik? Because it probably isn't, and that's probably not how you pronounce. It, but that's your Twitter handle, and I have no. Your name is Bill. Please yeah. introduce yourself as Bill. That's hard too. Yeah, that is weird because I do feel like, and I know that you're the same way. Again, we love people. We love interacting with the listeners of our podcast, sure. or if, you know, in your case, people that you meet out on the road. I'm Jackie Cation, by the way. And, oh, uh, hey, Janet Varney. Hi, what? nice to a meet pleasure. you. And I do uh, the Dork Force podcast. That's well, my I'm very you, well we gotta aware. Get you, we got to get you dorking out. I'm, I'm very excited to do it. Yeah. I enjoy the dorkery uh, like nobody's business. What will you dork out about? I wonder. Oh my gosh, there's so much. Not the least of which I could sit and dork out about the New York Times crossword. Oh, puzzles. I could dork it up. Yeah, okay. I could seriously dork it up. I Is have it been just crosswords at this time? And uh, 
Because it, is it just the crossword right now? Right now, it's just, well, yeah. But I mean, like, it depends on how checked out I feel like being. Sometimes I have a hard time, just like many people in this uh, incredibly media-saturated and a gadget-saturated culture that we're in, I have a hard time uh, even just watching television without doing something else now. Oh, I can't. I've kind of always been like that, though. Like, Chris used to call me Busy, busy Bee. Oh, yeah. Because I just always was like, da 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 Multitasking yeah. right off. But, um, but yeah, I'll do like a word search while... While I'm watching like Mad Men or you something. Know what? My mom used to do that when I was a kid. She would read at, during the commercials. But yeah. and at, in retrospect, I think is she didn't want to talk to us. Oh, maybe She's that's like, why we're, we're watching television. No, I'm reading well, now. I cut out the middleman, and I am surrounded by no one, so I don't have that excuse. <laughs> you have dogs, uh, you have two adorable do have dogs. dogs. Yeah, guys, we'll get into uh, the dog story when we're. But I something happens where I just end up doing all the talking on the podcast. And I guarantee that's not going to happen. Oh, so. I'll tell you, it's so. not 100 percent true, but I do love this on my. I, the one that just dropped with Gary Brownstein at 45 minutes in, I said, hey, why don't I interview you? Oh, my God. It's hard sometimes <laughs> because you know that your your regular yeah. fan base understands like that they're kind of tuning in for you. But right. if somebody comes, if like if I'm if I'm getting Dwarf Forest listeners or just Jackie yeah. Fish and stand up uh, listeners coming over to listen to your episode and they're like. I didn't hear Jackie right, at all. But, but, I only heard this girl. Right, you're in your, trouble. Your listeners, you know, my listeners have heard the four stories that I'm telling this month. And uh, uh, your listeners, uh, this is gold. This is uh, this is brand new right Pure here. Pure gold. Mm-hmm, you can just mm-hmm. unpack anything, <laughs> any old material that you sure, think Sure, I can go to the vault, out. check somewhere in the back. What Absolutely. are you looking for? Something at eight and a half and a Let's black? Let's go through those card files. Let's do Let's it. Go through those. What is that? The Dewey Decimal System. Uh, as <laughs> anyone 900s? under 30 just checked out and was like, I don't know what that is. I remember. That's how we used to do it in the library. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's get straight to this because this is very exciting. So I emailed Jackie. Listen, you guys, you know that that uh, almost every woman who comes on the podcast, it takes like a year from when we reach out and try to connect <laughs> to make it happen because of schedules. Right. This is no exception. No Jackie exception. and I have been talking, been about, talking this about this for at least a year. At least six months uh, off and on. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I think it's been a year. I think you're right because it was um, last sketch fe- over it was, beyond last yeah, sketch Yeah, it was fest. beyond last sketch fest and we're getting close to that again. Right. So I'm saying it's around a year. Hilarious. Um, but, uh, and so I did that thing where I was up at Outside lands music festival was flying back had lost all track of days of the week and time and suddenly realized like oh i'm flying back on a monday oh i have an episode due on thursday boy i didn't uh i didn't set anybody (laughs) up at all i didn't make any plans whatsoever and i usually have a couple of episodes backlogs so i don't worry about it as much and i also didn't have that so um i I because uh, I, I leave the first today. person I thought one was like I I'm you know what I'm gonna try, Cation because we tried it in the past and um yeah it never by the took. Way, I just spilled two things I spilled uh, tea and then while I was cleaning up the tea I spilled sparkling water but um, that's good for the sparkling water yeah I actually help. they spilled in two different places but I've rectified it by now spilling the sparkling water where the tea was well played um so yeah it was one of those like. There's no way this is going to work out because even when we try to plan way out in advance, uh, it doesn't work out. But yeah, this is but better. Totally just I'm, I'm leaving today at 3 p.m., so yeah. I can't. Yeah, I was like, uh, I could do. I could have done it late last night around 10 p.m. Yeah, or 
<laughs> at 10 a.m., which is because so I, because I got it. I also, because of my podcast, I bought these adapters for these new lavaliers. This is a fascinating story. And I have to bring Technology. them back because they didn't work. They didn't work. Oh. And so now I got to go back to Radio Shack, make sure I find my receipt because you know how Radio Shack is three times as expensive as any, yes. every other place? Yes. So I genuinely, I definitely want to take these adapters back. Yeah. Because they were 20 bucks each for no reason. Oh, yeah. And uh, because the ones I found that are going to work were $10 each with free shipping hello well, B&H you photo get blah, into blah, blah. that i know mm-hmm. all right well i appreciate sometimes if it depends on how much i've been traveling i'm usually like and you, i know you travel a lot but i'm usually more anal about traveling and on days when i'm traveling suddenly i can't be asked to do anything i can't do it i usually travel, can't so do really anything appreciate you but this is out. i'm just going home for family stuff no so let's at, at get least. that is what i am getting to yeah. you were going for family stuff <laughs> otherwise known as my millionth high school reunion oh, oh, it's gonna be so sweet exciting. i am uh, one million years old and uh-huh. so this saturday in south milwaukee wisconsin a little town a little factory town outside of milwaukee uh, my 30th high school reunion i am 48 years old <laughs> i don't even know what to do with that number and it's fine because i still feel like i'm 16 i'm lying here and i sent you those pictures you were like send me pictures i don't know if you saw the one i with haven't the looked shitty, at them yet it's a shitty photoshop job of me blurring out my mother and my sister oh nice and um protect the innocent protect the innocent but me i'm si- i'm almost sitting like this yep but with my legs spread wide open and i'm wearing work boots and jeans because it's the winter yeah and uh and my my mother is sitting next to me clearly mocking my own posture but it's fine i just i posted it on facebook too because i was like this is the silly i don't even remember where we were i don't know that couch right i don't know where we were interesting it was so weird doesn't that i i I have i can't spend too much time tripping out on lost memories but i if i go down that road it really weirds me out it's a rabbit hole that i myself was in a situation that i have absolutely no memory of and someone snapped a shot and someone captured it (laughs) my father because it was this it was from all the slides that i had digitized so it had to be oh yeah oh yeah and and uh, so it means that it, it had to be him taking the picture, but I don't know where the hell we were. Where that's could so we have been? Okay, so is it this? So that's the same. Are you? Are your your folks are still in that same town? And oh yeah, my you, dad still know. lives there. And he, were you born and raised there? Yeah, yeah. There's Sophomore. it's the kind of town that as soon as you become sentient, you're like, I have to leave yeah. and get out of here. I just did the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival in Jamestown, New York, uh-huh. which is where she's from, which is exactly the same town. And by the way, she almost never returned to it. Yeah. And it's a cute little town. I mean, it's the kind of town that you would move to if you had, you wanted to raise kids somewhere off the grid mm-hmm. or, but you, your kids would grow up and go, what do I do? Do I have to join the army to get out of here? Yeah. What do I have to do to get out I of this think, town? Yeah. Like every, like a town that Bruce Springsteen writes songs about. Right. And it was funny because I have four brothers and a sister and my dad was in the Navy. And um, when my brother started looking into joining the service to get out of that town, my dad was like, you could just leave, you know, <laughs> you could just, you don't have to join the service. Is that, that is interesting. It's, what do you think breeds that idea? That you got to get out? No, that oh. you that that you the have only to, way that out. Just that feels like a plan, I guess. It feels like a guarantee of it's some kind. Very much so. Yeah. Three hots and a cot. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it it gives you. Plus, there is there is the the very real. It's not an illusion, an entire illusion that you're being of service, right? I mean, right. when you go into the service, they call it that because you're being of service. Yeah, and you should learn. I mean, you learn things supposedly it's you know it's an alternative to college it's an alternative to all these different things that you could do and that's 
that's fine. You could also just, I mean, if you're going to make $2.50 an hour, you could go to McDonald's in another shitty town and uh, live there without your folks. Which, and, But that doesn't really sound like the most fun answer, right? No, no. I mean, you're not, uh, you know, you're not forced to wash your hands before dinner, which is what you are in the army. And you're not forced to, you know, have your clothing in order. And you're Did not- he end up joining the service, by the way? Did your brother end up? No, no, in? none of my you brothers. Uh, they, uh, my two of my brothers are have physical disabilities. Uh, okay. But one of them has a bad hip, and the other one has epilepsy. And then my other two brothers. Uh, wow, my brother Phil. He uh, in 1974, I think it was. So Vietnam winding down. Yeah, they don't. They don't. And the the, the draft, I think, had either still going on or just been repealed. I think it had just been repealed. And my brother Phil, he said he woke up. This is his story. <laughs> He's like 17 or eight, 17, I think. And so he wakes up and in a, after a night of second all, he said, and Jim Beam in a bush in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he's like, I need to join the army. (laughs) And he walks into the army recruiting store in, in the army recruiting place. And Captain, I think he said his name was Captain Bill or something. It was like he had his first Classic. name. Classic, of course of, he did, yeah. Because right, he's friendly. Super approachable, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and he said, so you want to join the Army? And he goes, yeah. And he said, well, what do you want to do? And the only thing my brother knew about the Army was a comic book he read when he was a kid about <laughs> World War II called uh, Sergeant Rock. Okay. And so he goes, infantry. And he said that the captain was like, oh, Christmas has come early because oh, you get a huge God. bonus if somebody's willing to just be a regular grunt. You know, it's not yeah. somebody who wants to join the Air Force or someone who wants to fly a chopper. Right. I want to yeah. be jets, jets. Yeah. And no, it, my brother's like infantry, get, infantry. And, and why he wanted to join the army was because he wanted to go to either. He said he wanted to either go to Germany or Thailand, Thailand for the heroin or Germany for the hash. Please, and, please tell me that he revealed those reasons to <laughs> Captain Bill. Well, well, <laughs> Captain Bill, these are the reasons he wanted because he said and then he would come back this was his dream he's like then i would come back to south Milwaukee and i would be a drug dealer of repute oh my oh it's a very blue color and luckily this sounds like a movie it that... sounds like a terrible b movie or <laughs> the greatest indie film ever yeah right? i mean i'm almost imagining like the, listen you give danny boyle this he could be like a really cool weird <laughs> spin on it and right. like so two weeks after he had you know my parents signed the papers because phil was a giant drug addict <laughs> and they're like this might help this might help yeah. get him on the straight and narrow so everybody signed the papers about two weeks or three weeks later he graduated i believe graduated from high school barely and then he was dropped by the army because he punched a cop he got drunk and punched a cop and granted that in night in 2006 they would have just blown it off and go yeah, yeah let's do this <laughs> but or 1972 yeah. you know when they couldn't get people to they enlist. could afford to say but in 1974 so or five they were like mm, we don't want you we're good yeah. and so it's good because he ended up going to college and now he's a print salesman the hopeful father See? of four and is he in milwaukee as well he's in minneapolis almost okay. all of my siblings are in minneapolis okay. at this point where do have, you fall in the in i'm the, the very youngest i have four older brothers baby. and an older sister okay and so my sister is two years older than me and then my next and then it's like two 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 like okay. my oldest brother is 10 years older than i am okay so so um 
your high school reunion, did you go to your other reunions? Have I've been never since? been to a high school reunion. I haven't either. And I never went because I didn't know those people in high school. Yeah. My Asperger's hump was well developed. And, uh, you know, now I just have flare ups. And so, <laughs> and so I just, I, can't. I think there's some salves and some bombs for that. <laughs> it's, uh, and so, but it, it, I, I never, like, I kept in touch with one guy. And I was talking to him on the phone because, okay, first of all, the 1983 South Milwaukee Rocket Reunion is a Facebook group, right? So the people who are supposed to run this thing, the the president or whatever, they're nowhere to be found. No one knows where they live, uh, except for the one guy I'm still in touch with. But uh, so I, I become, I've, I've reconnected with a couple of people from high school, but I, I can't speak about not recognizing people in real life. It's going to be brutal. Uh, on Saturday. And so, but the thing is, is they, um, he, 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 the guy who ran it is some, he, he was a jock, I guess. And I didn't know him cause I was in marching band and I was oh, uh, doing a lot of solo time. And, uh, so, but he produced, he published on Facebook, a PDF of all 350 members of my high school names, addresses, telephone what? numbers, and email addresses. Oh no! Hey, Grandpa, uh, what are you thinking? Do you no, have their social no, security numbers? Because no. I'm hoping to start a small business <laughs> out of Nigeria. <laughs> what are you nuts? And get this: of the 350 people, he has highlighted in gray, or somebody has. It may not have been him, but has highlighted in gray everyone who's dead with their dead dates, death dates, not dead dates, their but dead dates. their dead dates. Oh my and I'm God. Like, what happened to Brian Gerard? What happened to him? What happened to Kathy Benoit? She died. Yeah. And then no cause of death. And so then you Google them this and it turns so out an obit weird. doesn't tell you how they died. They right. just told you that who survives them and you know, yeah. when they died and stuff. And you're like, that is macabre it and is a terrible idea. A terrible idea, way, right? What he published. That is crazy. So did anybody get, so it's just living on there? It's just living it on down? there. Mm. He's got but to take that the, down. Fu- the funniest thing is, is like I'm in the book. If you, I mean, you could find me if you wanted to. No one has. No, I'm a very well kept secret in show business, <laughs> and uh, there's absolutely no you're, reason. You know what? You're in. You're hoping. You're inviting <laughs> it by putting yourself in the book. Well, Perhaps and, this will crack open the. Well, uh, it's the show you know my mother came to Los Angeles one time and um, and I talked to her a couple of days after, um, and I didn't know she was here. Because her sister lives down in Huntington Beach. And I call her up. She's my stepmother for like the last 40 years, right? So she I call, didn't tell you that she was coming. No, no, she didn't. And she didn't call me when oh, she was here. Hi. And so I call her and she said, hey, I was in L.A. last weekend. And I said, you know, I live in Los Angeles. And she goes, oh, you know, I didn't have your number. <gasps> and I said, you know, I'm in the book. And I was uh-huh. so mad. I was mad for months. I'm still, uh, as you could tell. A little resentful. I that's uh the, I I I think you have every right to be. I think that's very surprising. <laughs> but I love that she just tossed it out there. Like, the, yeah. The, if the I went to that, Milwaukee, yeah, the and, idea and, that she wasn't hiding it from you right. that she was there and that it honestly didn't occur to her. You know, when clearly. my siblings visit Milwaukee and they don't want to hang out with with my dad or my brother who live there, yeah, um, they don't tell them. Yeah, exactly. They don't mention it. Exactly. It's so funny that yeah. she just casually tossed it off. She's like, you know what? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was visiting my sister. And like, how really? how long had she been? Was she your stepmother? Like when yeah, did your my, parents? My split mom up? died when I was seven. Oh, your mom died. Yeah, I and then my that. I didn't kill her. It's, oh, God, uh, that's very. I good just news. did a story at this. Uh, this it was called Love and Lust, and it was all about. Unfor- oh yeah, I found that show. Yeah, yeah, right? and it's yeah with Anna David. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I were did, you on this? Wait, we were on the same night. 
No, this one that I just did. I've done it. This was the fifth time I've done it, and I was and it just dropped. As a matter of fact, Uh, and as a podcast, and it was a mess. This story because it was so weird. Because I have three sex stories, and I've been on that show five times. So, (laughs) what about the love part? The love part. And so the last time I, I, and it's been actually an an excellent writing, you know, because I have three standard. Hey, this creepy thing happened because uh, that's really the show thrives on that to right. some extent, right? Right. Some creepy sex story. So I have three of those bad life decision uh-huh. uh, stories, and then the first one was this thing I did about sort of a sexual healing LARPing thing, and I and so I, I moved it over to my standup, and so it, it's been know. a great. I don't, if, I don't know if I know what LARPing is. A live action role playing game, oh, which okay. is a it's okay. a geek it's a geek moment. Boy, I'm, it's a dress I'm up really like play army. It's like know. kids who yeah. grow up and they play sword fighting or army yeah. or Tarzan or whatever you know, Mad Men. I guess I, I mean I certainly know what that is, but I, it's a costume I, party. I just with outed game myself mechanics. as not knowing. If you said cosplaying, I would totally know. It's, but, well, yeah, yeah, it's like a costume party with game mechanics so yeah. cosplay is just i think it can be sexual but could also not be sexual yeah it's, it can yeah. just be fan like fan uh, hey i'm gonna dress up, up like dragon yeah. ball z guy yeah. and uh the coolest wig in the world yeah. but you don't so, necessarily it's not as much like D where you would maybe like where there's a game mechanic yeah yeah but i'm married to a game designer and I do a show called The Dork Forest. I so there's no not do. knowing. Right, 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 right. About dorky things. Right. And they come out of the woodwork, too, like all these things. Okay, so then my stepmother, from when I was eight, is what, when uh, my, my dad remarried very quickly. And, okay. uh, and so she has been my stepmother for 40 years. Can I ask how that felt, how that felt to all of you? And, and how did, did you mind if I asked how she passed away? Oh, it was not good. See, that was the thing. The last story I did was about unforgiven, uh, un- unconditional love. And, um, because my mother was 33, the age of Christ. Coincidence? Mm-hmm. Yes. She was 33 um, and she'd already had all of you. Wow. Six kids from 16 That's... to 26. And my oh. father, classic old, you know, old school dad where he was like, well, I make the money and then I got to go. Yeah. And because uh, there's, there's all these kids. Right. And uh, <laughs> so he he wasn't around, but he did the money until... Until she snapped, essentially. And the, he snapped. And then at 29, they got separated. When she was 29, they got separated. And I was four. And um, the last three years of her life, she partied like someone oh, was trying wow. to catch her. Oh, wow. And she died on a, in a motorcycle accident. Um, oh, in, Jackie. I know. It was, uh, but the thing is, is this is the story that was crazy. It was, she was on a Harley Davidson. The joke there, of course, we're from Milwaukee. Very proud. Uh, could have been a Kawasaki. Imagine, <laughs> no. imagine the neighbors. And oh, so, but the, the crazy thing is, is when I was seven and she passed away, I remember genuinely feeling relieved because mm. she was such a mess mm. and so guilty that I felt relieved. Of course. Because I was seven. Of course. But immediately things got better, right? I mean, that's why that's why you're relieved, right? And so, and no one talked about her after because she was such a mess. And I think she was just exhausted, right? Yeah. I mean, six years of... Six, six starting years to have six kids, kids at 16 and, is, got, has to create like this weird... Like a mix of growing up too fast, but also arrested development where like you just don't have any time to be a person. Yeah. She never got to be 20. She never got to be 25. Yeah. And so when she was 29, she was like, I am going to seriously party. And so when she, 
when she died, you know, it's a horrible story. She was on this motorcycle with this guy, Harold, and uh, they flipped off an overpass. They were drunk and they fell onto the highway below and got run over by cars. And so but it was terrible. But the thing is, the the cop comes to tell us that she's dead and my dad is with him. And I say to my brother, Russ, who's that? And Russ goes, that's dad, you idiot. And I was like, oh dad all right what's a dad so because my father never visited yeah okay in those four wow. years because he refused to pay child support to my mother because she was just going to party with it right. so he would give it to my grandmother his mom and then all my older siblings would go to her house to eat for clothes and oh stuff like that God. and i was four right i was five i was six and so my old one of my older brothers would do all the co- like i ate buttered noodles for like four years oh. i did not enjoy a buttered noodle at this yeah. time i am uh, I'm, anti i'm not surprised to hear i'm that. not pasta not you don't have downfall. a lot of wonderful associations with it with, with pasta yeah mm, i don't mind pasta yeah. like occasionally i'll eat it and i'll go oh my god this is amazing yeah and uh and uh usually when it's homemade and lovely but uh so yeah so th- i mean like immediately after she passed away there was everything got better right there was no more hitting there was no weird parade of gentlemen. Mm. And as my brother Phil puts it, he said, the very next day, there was a loaf of bread and a bottle of milk in the fridge. And so your so, dad was just like, oh, I guess I have to take care of these kids. I better find a wife. Oh, immediately. Immediately. And had he Na- been dating yeah, anybody? He'd yeah. been seeing Nancy for like three years and, and had never much- mentioned that he had six kids. Oh, my God. So she just inherited six children. Yeah. Which makes her, if you were going out with a guy for three years, you were living with him for like a year. And all this of a sudden he comes back to his apartment, to the apartment and says, yeah, my wife died. I get the kids back. Would you then go, oh, well, then let's get married and let me raise those children for you. No. Uh, she sounds, I mean, that makes her sound like a saint. A saint. It makes her sound like a saint. She was Who not a saint. A, a, um, does not want to come and see you. Right. She's well, and does never wanted children. She just, she died last year. It was oh, very sad. Oh my god! Unexpectedly, much younger than my dad, nine years younger than my dad. Uh, so she was like 67. And it was weird because she just, you know what? And the thing is, is that's the un, unconditional love part, you know, where you're like, because if you think about your siblings and your parents, you're like, I wouldn't hang out with them on purpose. And granted, you would miss things, right? I mean, there are great things that I get out of having disparate relatives, right? Mm-hmm. Like cousins that do different things than I would ever do, right? Yeah. And and I, I, I would not benefit from the things that I get. But there are also, like my oldest brother is an evangelist. There's no way on earth I would hang out with him. Yeah. He is the biggest bossy Magoo about Jesus ever. And you're like, dude. Yeah, the Magoos. There's Chatty Magoo. There's Grumpy Magoo. And in his case, (laughs) he is a bossy Magoo. And he is a better guy than he used to be because of the church and everything. But he's so certain of himself. Is he born again? Yeah. Okay. He's born again and wants you to be. Right. And you're like, no. No, no, I'm good with the Jesus I've got. I don't need more. I don't need more. And the most hilarious thing in the world two weeks ago calls me up and he's like, so I'm publishing a new version of the Bible, a more easily readable Bible. And I'm like, "Uh, keep talking. I do stand-up comedy. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I was like... You're going to have to pay him a percentage. Oh, no. The the thing is, is is it's like he and he's like, well, no, I'm calling you to tell you a nice thing that happened to me. And I was like, I am sorry. Please continue. And he said, so I wrote a foreword to the Old Testament 
Oh, I love this so much. I was like, you have, and I'm, again, I'm like, dude, you have balls the size I, of Gibraltar. I know. The the Old the Testament forward. is the foreword <laughs> to the thing that you are currently believing in. And what do you mean more readable? Are you just highlighting the things that you enjoy and agree? How How is that? What, what? It, and and the and uh the only the only no one gets this joke but uh i just think the cover is just him pressed against the glass ceiling because <laughs> there's one more job that he desperately wants but he's you know and the other but other than that other than the fact that he can he hates gay people and has to pray for our sister and her yeah. children and it's so gross right yeah, that and is it, rough, man. It's and to, impossible, uh, right? And he's just like, um, when I I never dated anyone until I met my husband. Like I had one high, college boyfriend, and he was a comic. I don't recommend. Mm. And uh, so, but and we didn't know what we were doing, and it was fine, and it ended relatively quickly. And so, and I never had a boyfriend after that. Seventeen years, just getting an occasional, whatever, getting laid, and it was not awesome. But it was. I decided I want a boyfriend, so I get, I have my boyfriend, right? I do online dating. I meet a nice gentleman. I allow someone to be nice to me for the first time in my life, right? Mm. Like you do. Yeah. Like you eventually decide I actually deserve this, right? Whether it's a Lexus. I'm glad that you decided that because I don't think some people do. Some people do not. Some people do not decide that they ever deserve someone. And they're like, no, I like bad boys. And you're like, no, you hate yourself. Yeah. That's, that is actually the flip side of that coin. Yeah. It is not. Yeah. Cause he, Andy Ashcraft is a good man. He's an yeah. adult human being, which is yeah. very exciting. Yeah. And uh and he makes video games for a living. That's so he is awesome. a fun, fun guy, right? Yeah. It's just like, let's play games and then roll around like puppies, right? Yeah. And then super fun. I like so what I'm hearing. Yeah, like it, like it very sexy, very handsome. <laughs> and uh, and I like him. He's very nice. But the thing is, is so I had never as my sister said, she was like, you know, if you're gonna wait seventeen years to to date anyone. Andy's the guy to wait for. And so I'm talking to my various siblings and, and Andy and I moved in, uh, before we got married. Right. Like you do. Right. And Terry, super sad on the phone. My oldest brother, the evangelist. So disappointed in you. So disappointed because I'm shacking up. I'm doing the devil's work. Yeah. In other news, shut up. Uh, <laughs> how about I have something nice in my life? That's, and so. Oh man. Yeah. That's rough. The whole, I mean, the whole the whole family thing, but also above and beyond that, not to like dwell on this too much, but it's hard when something, and I tried to be mindful about this for myself because I think there's like levels of proselytizing that creep in, you know, whatever you believe. Yeah, exactly. And so either I have like atheist friends in the comedy world to right. 12 step programs. The program is very, very, yeah. Anything that, that helps someone, right. Anyone, anything that really brings people joy, parents, yeah, parenting. Oh, right, right. You know, I mean, you and your crazy kid talks. Yeah, but ev- so everything, whatever brings you personal joy, if there's somebody that you care about, or I guess somebody that you are think related you should to. care about, right? Or are related to, <laughs> yeah, there is that sort of like, God, let, if if only you could just be what be into what I'm into, right, you would right. be so much happier. Which is, which is what the dork forest is. It's like sell it, sell me why you keep bees. Yeah, why? Why would you keep bees? Yeah, they sting you. And they're like, oh, because they're so amazing, man. And you're like, let me let me know. And that's the right place for it. You yeah. know, I've asked Terry to be on the Dork Forest. I was like, I want you to sell me the, your Jesus for one hour. What did he say? And he was like, let's do it. And then I go to Tucson and his kids are there and his wife is there. And I'm like, 
No, no, we can't. There's no auditing a dork forest recording. Right. Unless it's a live dork forest. Right. Right. Then it's a live performance. Right. Not just family. Not just another person. Right. Everyone gets a microphone if it's going to be like that. Right. Right. So. Do they live in Tucson? Yeah. Oh, that's where I'm from. You're from Tucson? Uh-huh. All right. Church of Terry. He has yeah. his own church. Not planning on moving back there? No. Nope, no. Nope. Do you know why? Because it's a beautiful town that you need to get out of. Uh, uh, yes, it is. Yes, it it's is. A good, it's a good city. I don't... Uh, no, it's it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Yeah. Could have been Phoenix. I would not relocate there. Could have right. been. Definitely could have been Phoenix. and wasn't, and I'm very pleased. <laughs> Whenever I'm do, I'm doing Tucson in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and that's the reason I do that gig is to stay in touch with Terry and to, and to hang out with the kids, and you know. Well, bless your heart, because you know that's it would be really easy to. I mean, there's certainly plenty of families where because people have such disparate interests and passions, and things get a little bit fiery, you know, and feisty, that like they just choose to not be in contact with each other. Well, that's I mean, and the the thing is, is all of my I have spent most of my life trying to get my siblings to talk to each other, and they're like, no. Why don't you talk to all of them and then tell me how they're doing? Because they genuinely want to know. Hope it all works out. Like my stepmother. They're like, is Nancy doing all right? How's Nancy doing? No, I'm not going to call her. And uh, and so mm. they, because, and, and this is not, this is partially their fault, but it's also Nancy's fault. Because after my, Nancy and my dad got divorced, because they got divorced after 25 years. Because my father had been having an affair uh, with several ladies. Uh, my father had continued to date after. Uh, <laughs> and so Nancy uncommon. raised his kids. And then took care of his mother in her final years and her own mother. And then, uh, and then, uh, then they got divorced. And after they, my grandmother's passed away. So my father, I mean, unconditional love is put to test every day sometimes, you know, like with my dad, with my stepmother, with my siblings, with, you know, because it's only with people that you're related to, like friends and lovers, there's always a condition. With people you're related to, you're like, no, no, I'm going to see that guy once a year, whether I want to or not. Yeah, it's that's yeah. I've been thinking a lot about that, too, because, um, you know, I have a friend who's going through something really difficult and there's a lot of sort of like anger and fear and, and sadness attached to, you know, where he is right now. And, yeah. um and I think it's good to be around people like that or to be of support to people like that, not only because we all go through that stuff, but also because it is this sort of constant checking in on how, what, what micro version you might have of this like huge macro, macro life experience they're having. In right. This they have a huge version of exactly. it. Exactly. Like, but it doesn't mean like, you know, when someone's like, I just feel so, I can't believe, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, a girl who's had her heart smashed or whatever. She, right. And she's like lamenting, like, I just can't believe that he would throw everything away. I can't believe this over. I can't understand or whatever. You can always call back something that you can relate to that with. And Dave, I've just yeah. been in this point of like, I just, been in this place of like i just am really trying to own forgiveness you know i'm really i really want to own it because when i when you really break it down you know you take these people in your life that you attach pain to or you see them make bad decisions that hurt you or whatever and it's so easy to put them almost 
in a weird way to put them on like a hate pedestal where you feel somehow like they're more Machiavellian and they somehow are like Darth Vadering everybody. And yeah. really, it's just they're fucking broken. Just right. like we're broken. And right. it's, and it, it doesn't mean that energy. evil doesn't happen, but it's right. just like, oh my God, this this guy who broke my heart is like, just think he's about all much, messed up. Right. Right? You know, think about I, how much energy it takes to hate somebody, absolutely. right? Absolutely. All that real estate in your brain that you use, you're just like, no. And Dave Hill did this story at a storytelling show, Risk, I think you can find it online. Yeah, I love it. Love right Risk, after, love Dave Hill. Yeah, and when after his he his mom passed away, and he was there, he was there at the at her side, and he opened the story with the greatest line. He said, "You know, all of my life, I've been very casual about death. You know, I'm like people die, shit happens, it's the way it goes. And then my mom died, and it's an entirely different situation. Yeah. And it is with your parents because you're like intellectually, you know, your grandparents die before you." Your parents die before you. And you don't want it to happen the other way. You know, Nancy died last year, and my dad immediately was like, you know, I'm going to die. And I said, way to make it about you almost immediately, Pop. Yeah. Anyway, let's mourn her, and then uh, we'll worry about you. Yeah. And you'll probably outlive us all because you're, you've been smoking four <laughs> packs of cigarettes a day for Naturally. 40 years. Naturally. And, of course, you're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, but, then, and, but that's part of it, too, is that we somehow – it does all be – Everything does come back to it being about us, right? I mean, it's oh, yeah. like we, we are solipsistic by nature. One of my dogs just farted. I don't know which one it was. It wasn't me, and I'm really, really sorry. And I that doesn't happen it. very Must often. Must have been gone deep. I hope that it stays here and then dissipates. I hope, you know what? As a, as a good host, I should suck in that smell. <laughs> I should just sniff, sniff, Own sniff it. as much Own as your I dog can. Farts process it for you and then you won't well, have that's to not your dog's fault i'm sure if 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 the older dog were alive alive awake if the older dog were Don't awake that. uh yeah yeah it probably uh, was him uh he would he would have left the room actually I do, he does do the toot and scoot oh does he toot and scoot yeah he does a toot it'd be scoot. nice if he scooted and then tooted yeah, like I'd love person. it if he reversed it. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I why don't. Yeah, I don't know which one it is. I, I'm assuming that I don't know why I'm assuming it's him. Maybe it's her. I'm, I'm assuming it's her. It's him just because I'm not smelling it. That's true. And he's he's slightly he's closer, closer to me. You. I'm pleased that they're getting along. I'm and by getting along, I mean they're not fighting. They're not actively fighting. Right. Um, but he's definitely uh, he's definitely like wary of her and and he does and a lot of it. looks to her and to me or to me and to her there's a lot of communication happening <laughs> silently where he looks at her for a while and then he looks at me like really <laughs> so she's just gonna be here now that's what we're faced with that's what we're just or he'll look at me and then he'll sort of cast a look over to her and then look back at me like i'm think so about it though is you. is we had um some friends of andy um that are very lovely people and and they were they were they got like someone sold the house that they were renting. And so they were kind of not homeless, but homeless, right? They had to find a place. They have three kids and they have to find a place that's near um, a school that the kids will, the school the kids go to. Uh-huh. And um, so stressful. is walking distance because the mom doesn't drive. And uh, the dad uh, during this time when they're looking for a place to live is driving the kids to school driving to work, working all day long, picking the kids up from school, driving them home, and then going back to work for another four hours. Oh so very stressful, right? Yeah. So they stayed with us for a month. Five people. Yikes. Uh, two parents, three You're children. We have a two-bedroom, 966-square-foot house. I am amazed and impressed. The children, the they were 8, 10, and 12, 
I believe, so they're not babies, uh, are stacked like cordwood in our guest room. <laughs> and uh, right, they're all in the guest room, sleeping like puppies. Yeah. Right? And then the parents are on our blow-up uh, thing in our living room. And then, but they're the best guests in the world, oh, right? That's so, nice to hear. Right? They, 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 every day, the parents clean up the living room and, and uh, everything's out of the way. And granted, I was on the road for most of this three weeks. Yeah. And so I'd come back and I'd be like, and it was, a, it was actually a super busy month for me. So I was only home probably four or six days. Yeah, it did help out because, you know, Andy had our room that he could, you know, because as much as he into, loves, the, these people are lovely. That's rough. I get stressed out if I have a guest for more than like four days. One oh, yeah. guest and yeah, I live one. alone. Right, right. Oh is gosh. this your guest room? I'm such a lone wolf. Is yeah, I guess a- this would be my guest room, but that's tricky, right? Because this is where like all of my stuff is. Like that's where my laptop, you know, my, my oh, desk your, and my office. It's your and, office and then your so, TV. And- yeah, so I have... I can kind of just this work on my laptop. This is such an adult home. Well played. Thank you. I'm such a grown-up. You're Becky. a grown-up. This is not Ikea. There are no milk crates. I, listen, there's, you know what? I'll tell you right now that that bookshelf is Ikea. I is just that bookshelf Ikea? It well. um, oh, it it's a very combo. Nice. It's a mix of, uh, of grown-up and kid. But yeah. um, let me ask you, too, because I knew this was going to happen because I know we could just talk about this for like three hours. Right. We don't get anything <laughs> for three hours between the two of us. But... Um, but before I get into the games and stuff, which will come a little bit later, uh, I would games? love to... I mean, listen, we're going to play a game of MASH. There's no getting around that. That is like oh, my I favorite thing MASH. to do. Um, I want to read something from a listener that I uh, will probably involve you in and do okay. at least a couple of these things with you because it'll be fun. So um, fun. I might launch into that soon. But I want to get a little bit more context of your adolescence because, you know, because you're going to this high school reunion, because you said, you know, you really have only kept in touch with one person. I'd love to get sort of a snapshot of what you were like, you know, freshman, okay. junior, senior. So, we know that you didn't have a boyfriend. No, no, I didn't have a boyfriend. Um, I All I did was read. Uh, I'm doing a bit about, uh, essentially it's called spooky reading girl. Uh-huh. Uh, cause, uh, what happened in eighth grade was I, all I did was read. That's all I did. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed when, when our mom left, we, there was, there was a new rule instituted. <laughs> no more hitting, no hitting each other. You can't hit, we're not going to hit you. It's all going to work out. So that was happening all around. Yeah. So that was good though. Right. Yeah. That sounds great. Except for they didn't tell us what to do with our now bottled rage. Oh, uh, my brothers, boy. drugs, alcohol, and the ladies. Yeah. I was uh, seven. So I started reading and that's all I did. Right. I'd walk around and read and read and read. And so in eighth grade, there was, and you know how in eighth, I don't know what your eighth grade was like, but in my eighth grade, girls would fight. There'd be like, yeah, I was just talking about this with someone. I just said recently, like junior high was much more rough and tumble and there was a lot more anger. It was a lot of girl on girl crime happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. High school and grade school, boys would fight. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like two, three years, girls would beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. And I didn't get into fights because I was, there was no hitting. I was reading and I didn't have any social skills anyway. So it was fine. And, uh, but in eighth grade, a smaller girl came up to me. I wish I could remember her name because she might be there this weekend, but, uh, she comes up and she's like, Hey, the burnout girls are going to beat me up after school. Will you come and stand next to me while it happens? Oh no. And I was like, wait, now why would that be something? And I'm reading oh. and she's like, well, just for moral support. Cause they have a oh gang. Oh my God. <laughs> right. This is so sad. But it's hilarious. Cause I was like, well, that's probably what a friend in my book would do if I had any friends. So I go, I go with her. And I'm standing next to her after school, reading, standing next to her, reading, waiting for the fight to begin, reading, waiting for the fight to begin. Do you remember the what fight you were never reading? Begins. 
Uh, I was reading at that time over and over again uh, a series. I was reading all Civil War historical fiction. Oh. I don't know what I expect you to say, but not that, that was not it. Not that. You know what and I was waiting for you to say was like, because I just listened to this, uh, an, uh, this American Life episode where um, uh, this kid ran away to Piers Anthony's house yeah. in Florida. Oh, right. So I was waiting to hear yeah, you yeah. say like, I was reading the unicorn. The Chosen. Uh, yeah. And, uh, or something. No, I was, uh, in junior high, I read. Um, Civil War historical fiction. Historical fiction. I read a lot oh, of historical way. fiction. I gotta just, be honest with you. I don't think I knew that that was even a genre. French and Indian Civil War. Uh, I, and uh, and Napoleonic. And sure. Sure. You, you, you didn't get into too. like Judy Bloom. No, and, like, I never did. In, in wow. grade school, I read all dog books and horse books. I was that kid. Wow. Right. In junior high, it was all historical fiction. And in senior high, a lot of Harlequin romances. You did. Oh, yeah. Harlequin. Because I used to steal them from Kmart. Okay. Uh, Because it's... uh, uh, Because if you had more than $10 in fines at the public library, you couldn't check out any more books. And I had a hard time returning the books. And then I'd have to wait until I had $10 so that I could pay it back. So I would just go steal books from either the library, which I would then return, which is interesting, or Kmart, and then not return them. You would think I would just bring them back when I was done. Yeah. But no, I would throw them out because that is what you do with a Harlequin romance when you're done reading it. You throw it out. Was that your sort of window into this like sort of world of feelings and sexy stuff that you didn't experience anywhere else? Yeah, yeah, nowhere else. Nowhere else was it being experienced. I read all of, uh, you know what, I think in ninth grade I started reading Barbara Cartland, which were historical romance novels written by... the best of both worlds. Oh, it's the worst though because they were (laughs) religious. They were, they were religious? Yeah. So all they did was they would get married on the last page and, and kiss. And stand close to each other, and that's kind it. of. Sort of. And touch hands. That's really funny. It was lame. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> so st- you never got into like sci-fi, horror, no, all um, that kind of stuff? Not till college. Okay. Not till Not till my brother... Um, I still don't read horror because uh, it's scary, it turns yeah. out. and uh, I, I went through a real, real state horror. of horror when I was... In college, yeah. When I was yeah. in college, because I worked at this, um, I worked at two, I had two, some very interesting retail jobs when I was uh, younger, uh, and not the least of which was uh, I worked for a place called Grand Canyon Railway, which just sold tickets to a round trip that you can take, not even from Flagstaff, where I was going to school, but from a different city to and from the Grand Canyon. But you oh. could purchase tickets okay. in Flagstaff because it was like a larger metropolis. Sure. And so I just sat in this place mm-hmm. selling, like occasionally we would sell, I don't even know how they were in business, occasionally <laughs> selling tickets to this train trip. And the other stuff that they had was like a lot of, yeah, tons of downtime. There was like a bunch of old Coca-Cola mer- memorabilia, apropos of nothing. Sure. And then like some model trains and some sure. tr- small train cars. And, um, and I... I had nothing to do but read and I didn't want to do my schoolwork. So I right. would go over to the bookstore across the street and just buy Dean Koontz books and Stephen King <laughs> books because I would blaze through I those never much read, like those horror I've only blends. read one Dean Koontz book and I've tried to read Stephen King, but they get really scary. Yeah, Though scary. I did just buy, I get for my birthday, the the Kennedy one. Eleven, whatever, sixty-three. Uh huh. I don't even know. Is uh, that Stephen King? That's a that's a Stephen King. Anything historical past nineteen ninety-five of either of those authors, I wouldn't this even is a know. Time travel. This is a time travel um, historical fiction book that okay. Stephen King has written. Okay. And I do read. The only horror I read to this day is um, comic books. Okay. Graphic novels and when stuff. When were you? And did you were you reading graphic novels when you were in college? Is that one? No, that no. I just got my recent? husband uh, was my native Sherpa, and because uh-huh. uh, he'd leave them sitting around, and it only takes twenty minutes to read a comic book. So if you don't like it, you're like, 
oh, well, that was only 20 minutes that I ruined. Yeah. And, uh, and weirdly enough, I could read... And I read a lot of comic books now. We, because I'm in, I'm on board. I'm like picking titles. I'm picking authors. I'm picking artists. And it's, I mean, Lock and Key is is written by Stephen King's son, okay. whose nom de plume is uh, Joe Hill. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I hate there's, I haven't really delved into the 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 world of comics, but um, certainly a lot of people so, in my life do. Yeah. So junior high and high school. Um, what was that about? That historical fiction fascination? Can you? I love a, history. Can you? So that's because uh, it's just interesting it's to think. It's like I like the idea of. I mean, not to you know package it up into a neat little bow, but the idea of like the phases of the kinds of books that you're obsessed with as a reader and as a person who's sort of socially introverted. Yeah, just wondering like what the parallel is running through. Yeah, know, I don't know. It was session. like, it was, it, when I was a kid, it was all, you know, I read all the Hardy Boy books and all the... Uh, the Nancy Drews? I didn't read Nancy Drew until college. And you're not a lesbian. And I'm not a lesbian. I know. Well, I was always boys. furious. That picture that I sent you, I look like a 14-year-old boy Yeah. in that picture. I am sitting like this, just I wearing work boots and flannel. Yeah. Because there was a certain point where... My stepmother, she tried to dress us very cute, and she we allowed her uh, through through junior high, through okay. through grade school rather. Yeah, and in junior high, it just all fell apart, and she was just like, "Whatever, wear your weird lesbo clothes." Did she get? Did you get teased? I mean, were the did people or were I, there like I, a lot of people in that you know community uh, that just like kind of this were... guy on Facebook was like, "We used to just tease the hell out of you," and I was like, "I have blocked that," but wow. thanks for bringing it up, jackass. <laughs> and I had I was just had this Locked idea it. that at this event if anybody just you know makes fun of me or anything i'm like you realize what i do for a living is i mock things yes you will this will not end well for you right if you want to go there i know how to do this this is something professionally I do exactly it'll be fine it's and which is interesting because that worked and a lot of people this doesn't like my dad when i was in when i first started doing stand-up when i was about 20 or 21 i'd been doing stand-up for a couple of years and i was in the car with my dad, and my dad has always made fun of my weight. He's always made fun of everybody's weight. It's something he makes fun of. He thinks okay. it's hilarious. <laughs> and so uh, I told him to not. I said, you know what? It actually hurts my feelings. Uh, if you could not do that, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, I'm just kidding. And I said, yeah, what I'm saying is that it hurts my feelings. Kid. And uh, not funny. And if you do it again, I'm going to make fun of you. And uh, I do it for a living, and it's going to hurt. Yeah. And he goes... Well, okay, but I'm just, I'm just telling you, I was just kidding. I said, right, I get that. Yeah. What I'm saying is don't do it. And he goes, yeah, all right. And then there's this pause and he goes, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the greatest thing. And I told a therapist this one time is he's never made fun of me since. That's great. She was like, Jackie, do you realize how rare that is? That, that a parent, is rare. That a parent would hear that and actually act it's on true. it. And I said, well, I made it very clear. Yeah. That the first time he did it, I was going to hit him back. Oh my gosh! And um, I'm so curious what you would have said, like what you. Well, the thing is, is, is 20 of. minutes of my act is about him. Okay. So it's so funny to me because I do make fun you of him. You just let her rip. I, I make fun yeah. of him already. He could make fun of me, I guess, just yeah. because I make fun of him. But he's so funny about it because he's like, "Well, if it gets you work, do whatever oh. you want." Oh. 
<laughs> always looking out for your best interest. Yeah, you just uh, it's always. Oh my god. Well, um, let me do. I, I'm very Let's excited do it. because do I have business. this new um, oh cool fortune teller that Victoria sent me that I get to crack open and use. Maybe for the first, maybe second time. It's the finger the second thing. Time. It's the finger yeah, thing. Yeah, right? So there's a lot of different names for this. Uh, these guys know uh, it's been called many things, but a cootie catcher being one of them. Okay. Um, but this is now uh, being called a fortune teller, which actually doesn't really work for our purposes because there's a question inside here rather than a fortune being told. Yeah, usually it's but, a question. Um, so pick a color. I pick red. R-E-D. Pick yep. a number. Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One more number? Yeah. Um, four. Four. Okay. Four. Oh, okay. If you were an only child, did you want siblings or vice versa? So we know <laughs> very well that you were not an only child. I am. You You're uh, an only had child. many siblings. And did you wish that you had none? No, but I have two siblings who have always wished that they had none. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, actually that's not true. My sister, when she was nine, when um, she was nine, when my mom died, she was the only nine year old who would pour over the real estate section <laughs> looking for a house. And I'd be like, for all of us. And she said, nope, just for, for me. me. And I was like, wow. and then there, she'd pause and she'd go, you can live with me. Well, and that's uh, very generous. Of yes. Her. Yes. Because we were the two youngest and we were both girls and we we're the only girls. And my grandmother was always like, you have to be friends. Sisters, you have to be friends. Yeah. And so Darla that maintained that. through the years. Yeah. Yeah. That's she's cool. my, my easily my best friend oh, or one of lovely. my best friends. Yeah. Is she where does she, and she's in Milwaukee or she's, she's in, in Minneapolis, Minneapolis as well. She's a, fin, a socially conscious financial advisor. I forgot that I need a pen. Hold on. You need a pen. So in junior high, that's the thing about having siblings is that both my brother Russ and my sister insisted that, uh, and my parents, I had to be in band. I had to take a, an instrument in, thir- did in you third play? grade. Well, in second, I think it was in third grade, I tried viola, and my sister had played violin. And it turns out stringed instruments are very hard. Oh, they're hard as yeah, heck. Yeah. yeah. And so I quit viola very quickly. Uh, Darla hilariously was like, we can quit. And she had never, she had just furiously practiced for like three hours a day just to make our parents mad. And she became really good at it. Hilarious. There's nothing like learning something for spite. Exactly. Doing something. So I switched to clarinet. And uh, so I was in band. um, And then. I was going to quit in ninth grade, and Darla was like, "You make it to high school, you'll love marching band." And she was correct. Oh, you did. Yeah, and then, but the That's thing cool. is, is she was student council president. My brother Russ was student council president. My brother Scott was student council president, and uh, Terry, uh, Terry, and Phil were uh, drug dealers of repute. Anyway, so but the everybody uh, was kind of a big deal. In pretty, their pretty own successful. Lives. Yeah. Pretty successful. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then Darla insisted that I take debate forensics student council and i was like i don't want to be student council president i don't want to even be in student council and she's like well you have to be in something you have to do something because you're going to college and um and i was like am i i don't wanna and she's like i'm going to college you're going to college and russ's and my brother russ who's older than the two of us said i'm going to college darla's going to college you're going to college okay and then my three older brothers uh it, it was and so i was uh editor of the school newspaper I mean, your life, had you been an only child, like, there's no even, it's completely the polar opposite, and nothing could ever have been the same if right. you were an only right. child. Right, I have it's no so regrets. 
in I mean like I wouldn't change anything because I think if I change something my life would be fundamentally different. How profound of an influence your siblings had on you just kind of blows me away. It's it's crazy. I'm 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 leafing through all these different things. Yeah, leaf which through I apologize things. for. No, no, um, go for it. What's I mash? Just okay. I did What's that. the mash thing? Okay, so let's do the mash. Because I love game. mash. So you know how to play mash? Yeah. Did no. you play it when you were younger? Oh, I don't mean mash. Okay, then you really don't. <laughs> I don't mean mash the TV in a, shows? the TV show or movie way. I mean that this is a game that we used to play when we were little. Um, we being many of us, but not you. <laughs> uh, you were too busy reading uh wherein this stands for mansion apartment shack or house oh and i have categories and by the end by process of elimination we're going to do like an eeny meeny miny mo kind of thing okay you will end up with a crisp new fantasy future oh there you um, go that will involve some of these different uh things that i'm about to ask you so i'm going to give give you categories and you're going to pick like is the government going to steal me away and make me work out and become la femme nikita because that's what that's my fantasy um that okay that's my first that, that we'll just pull that right into the first thing <laughs> thank you very much um thank you. so you have uh yeah you have to live a life uh three different types of lives of intrigue so okay um one of them could be a femme nikita type type of a thing but sure. you have to get pretty specific because i'm obviously right, right. i'm making the category specific so okay. you have you have a you're about to have a new life uh something that is yeah that's sort of under the radar and dangerous what are those three new lives okay one is uh i would be a cowboy okay uh one love it <laughs> i would be an explorer in africa okay and one i would be a spy but i would use my powers for good okay good spy a good spy okay um you can go into uh any era of historical fiction like um Ooh, any and, part and of history? Of, yeah, and sort of be live an interesting uh, you, sort of a parallel universe live. You can stay there as long as you want to. You can go to and from if you want to. You can kind of dip a toe into it right, uh, right. for a day, but three different eras that um, that you can be a part of. Okay. China in the early 1800s. Um, Love it. And why? Uh, because it was the opium trade, mm-hmm. opium trade, and it was super just fascinate i mean it just fascinates me the idea that there were these powerful centralized government in china that genuinely had no power locally it was just sort of this umbrella thing that everybody was like yeah yeah anyway i'm gonna grow up and so okay um yep i would want um rome in the early it would have to be yeah, it would have to be like the Senate before Caesar. Okay. Before Caesar because it was more of a republic. God, these are the best answers I ever could have wished for. And Athens, I would have to go, wait, no. I oh, get one more. I know it. Uh, early early 1700s in Wisconsin. Ooh, okay. Living, living with the Ojibwe. Because they like me and they're willing to teach me their ways. I've always wanted to learn how to camp. It turns out that if I actually went back in time, I would die of exposure. Because you can't teach yourself how to camp. It's not up close magic. I agree. (laughs) I agree. And that's why we have this MASH game. Because we can create this fantasy world where you don't have to worry about any of the diseases that ravaged everyone and killed (laughs) everyone when they were five years old. Um, Okay. Okay. So next is you can make... Uh, of you can 
fun game. You can go into uh, three games, game like like a like a like an online game or even board like a role playing game or, game like or board game. Uh, well, Zelda, great. Gotta go into Zelda. Check it out. Love it. Um, Final Fantasy Legend. Right. And I would like to go into Monopoly and overthrow it. Ah! Monopolies are not okay. Monopolies are not okay. You're breaking the... What I would do is I would wander around Monopoly going, you know what? You realize if there's a Monopoly, you're breaking the economy. Don't break the economy. Don't break the economy. Yeah, people are getting the wrong lesson when they're playing Monopoly. <laughs> exactly. That's for damn sure. Oh, this is a delightful game of MASH so far. I don't know how I'm going to ever top this. Um, okay, uh, next category would be if you could um, have a second home anywhere presently in the world, three, three places you would like to have like a vacation home. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's got to be, I mean, it would have to be in Wisconsin. This is adorable. It's. I would want one. Is sort of on the lakefront in Wisconsin, in, outside of Milwaukee. Sounds great. Uh, I guess I would want one. Yeah, Melbourne. Great, Melbourne. I'm, I'm about neat. to go there for the first time. I've never been. I've been uh, to New Zealand, but not but not Australia. I've never been to New Zealand, but uh, I've been all over Australia. It's amazing. Yeah, and uh, they're doing good work with the uh, with a the meat pie there. They're doing good work with a meat pie. Great, great. And uh, also, I love Australian rules football, uh, which is kill the guy with the ball. Uh-huh. Uh, and the athleticism is amazing. It's just uh, that's certainly true. Yeah, it's a sporty bunch down there. Oh my god, sporty bunch. There, there's some sit ups happening. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. Uh huh. And Phillips Island, you could see tiny, tiny penguins oh. pad, pad, pad in from the sea uh, and go to their nests. They have bleachers set up. I like the sound of this. You got to take a bus, but uh, if you get it, if you're going to be there for more, you know, you should do it, do it a week. I, you know, what's probably going to happen is I'm probably going to go to Melbourne, Melbourne, and then over to the South Island of New Zealand because I only got to see the North Island, so I really want to go to Christchurch. Oh, neat. And yeah, because yeah. because the second event I have to do is in Auckland. So there I've you been go. to Auckland. So I'll probably do I probably won't spend that much time in Australia and yeah. I will just fly to But the, Melbourne is beautiful. Island. Melbourne okay. is because it's weirdly Victorian English architecture. That's cool. With a super new world kind of what's happening? Yeah. And so I mean the it's it's a beautiful city with, with super okay, like modern normals. Anyway, so uh, Okay, so yeah, so Lakefront, Wisconsin, uh Melbourne. Melbourne and New York. New York. I, I want a like doorman Manhattan, building. New York? Oh yeah, great. <laughs> I would have to be, it would have to be a doorman building, and uh, just because I'm picky. Okay, doorman building, as noted. As noted. As noted with a scrawl that I will never read. Be able to read what I just I wrote. Gotta say Upper West Side. Uh, oh, Upper <laughs> West. Again, we'll not be able to read that, so you have to remember. Um, okay. okay uh, you brought up the meat pies. I got to go with one of my favorite classic questions. Three uh, foods that you can eat as much as you want of whenever you want without any ramifications. Chicken. I love In what roast form? Any form? chicken. Roast chicken. Roast right. chicken. That's not even that bad for you. No, no. Uh, luckily, like chicken is my downfall and not cake. Yeah, And same. not... Uh, you know, Same. a giant thing of icing. Yeah. Um, I think booze. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pre- any specific preference? Nope. All of yeah. it. Hollow leg. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so it would be, uh, it'd be nice to just get drunk and never have blackouts and never drive oh and get arrested yeah. and never. 
Uh, Give me all the things you do now. Yeah, right. They're right. sobbing in a corner. These things. <laughs> no one wants any Got part it. of that. So chicken, booze, and, and um, what else do I really like? Ramifications. I guess it'd be pie. I like pie. Yeah, good old pie. Good old like... Savory and sweet, huh? S- yeah. What's savory- your favorite sweet pie? I like... Uh, I like a. I used to. It used to be pumpkin, and now it is uh, some sort of berry. Mm-hmm. I like a berry pie, not not the creepy uh, strawberry pie where there's no cover to it and they uh-huh. barely cooked them. That's uh, like a tart. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, that's a bowl of sugared strawberries in a pie crust. Correct. Whatever. Uh, I enjoy like a blackberry pie or a blueberry mm, pie. I or, love cobbler too. Oh, cobbler's pretty good. Like a bready dessert. Hot cobbler, I just, I delish. Like, I enjoy a bready okay, fruity dessert. Pie. This is a good one. Very, very good. Um, let's try. Uh, 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 <laughs> do you enjoy uh, like uh, Disneyland? Yep. Uh, three Disneyland rides that um, come to life. Like you like. Oh, that would be real? Yeah. Star Wars. Love it. The Rocket. Oh, very cool. And um, Roger Rabbit. I love your choices. <laughs> They've never been chosen before. Oh, not that I've go. done that category that often, but right. those are three that have not been said, and they're excellent, excellent choices. Um, I'm just looking through some of my old MASH ones. Oh, uh, you can trade places with someone for a day. Oh, just for a day? Yeah. Um, eh, a week. Eh. You'd be someone else for a but week. But finite. I get to be finite. me again. Yeah. Because I want to be me. It's just a fun swap. It's like just a, a fun... A fun swap. Yeah. Um, it would be very cool. Those. That's a hard question. It I is a hard really question. I had a really hard time with it when it was asked of me recently in a letter. Yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you pick that? Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, you know, there's there's the flippant answers. Michelle Bachman, eat a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> there's Hillary Clinton, but 25 years ago. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's, I mean, it'd be like, or Angelina Jolie, just to feel what it would be like to be La Femme Nikita. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I love all of those answers. I mean, I think yeah. those are really great answers. Just do uh I'm putting Jolie down for sure. Yeah, Angelina Jolie, that's fine. That'll be um, good. Hillary Clinton, 25 years ago. I'm totally into it. Sure, sure. Do you want to take a bullet and as Michelle Bachman? Nah, or do I'm you want to? Yeah, I don't need to. Do I need three? You need one more. Oh, I do need three. Yeah, yeah Michelle Bachman, eat right. a bullet. What the that heck? What would it be like to kill yourself in somebody else's oh body? How creepy would that be? It's so dark. Um, I love it. Uh, no one is saying that Michelle Bachman deserves to die. No one, Jackie. Kishin. No one is. I will not be. And uh, yeah, not a violent person. Um, not even. Okay, and then my last one would be. Uh, three places or three. Oh, you know what? Three people that you would love to have do your podcast. That it, the most, the, the most oh my God. unlikely because it could be dead people too, or people D- from Dick fiction. Cavett. Love it. <laughs> you could get him. I know Dick. What? Yeah, I know Dick Cavett. I mean, I, I would have to remind him who right, I right. am. But right, like, right. he did. But our you festival. have access to Dick Cavett. Yeah. Okay, well then why don't I just mention people that you know that you could probably get? I'm hoping to get Lily Tomlin. I don't know Lily, but I know I someone who knows Lily Tomlin. To get yeah, Lily at the that'd festival. be neat. And to do the podcast. And, uh, well, yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris podcasted her, and I was like, I got to get on that. But you don't want to. I don't like to exploit like my yeah. Yeah, there's only that so much. much. Yeah, I don't want to I mean, like. It's a one-off. Yeah, <laughs> the thing yeah. is, you could do it sort of once. Yeah, Chris would help you once, and then you're like, and Nathan Fillion. Oh, listen, this is all possible. All right. <laughs> 
I mean, listen, I don't know what I'm saying, but I mean, right. I do know. But Nathan. we can give it a shot. I do know is Nathan what you're saying. I do know Nathan Fillion, and I do not know Lily Tomlin. Okay, so um, now you're just going to. What I'm going to do is draw a spiral. Uh, you don't have to see it. You just have to tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a brief pause, do a process of elimination with my yep. eeny meeny, with my eight, and uh, come back and reveal your new future. All right. Jackie Cation, are you ready to meet your future? My future. Uh, I don't. Even, I, I always got to figure out where to start. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and start with the fact that you uh, have a beautiful apartment in Melbourne as Melbourne. your second home. Oh, so uh, I wish that I would have given you the power to like teleport so that you don't have to withstand that flight every time you wanted to go to your vacation home. Right. But you can go there for like three months at a time. Right. And just relax and enjoy yourself. So congratulations on that. <laughs> You've been. You actually do a lot of traveling because your other uh, life involves exploring Africa. Oh, excellent. So you are going to be out on the road uh, quite a bit <laughs> um, when you're not living inside of Final Fantasy Legends. <laughs> so there's a lot of adventure happening. There's a lot In of fact, adventure. adventure to the hilt because you can also travel back into early 1700s Wisconsin. Oh, very nice. Uh, how the, beautiful would that be? That'd be I mean, so that's pretty. Gonna be, you're going to learn how to camp. God that's damn it. it. That's it. And you're not going to die of exposure. <laughs> um, I want to congratulate you on having Lily Tomlin on your podcast. Oh, excellent. That's the good. That's the good one because I might be able to You've, help you with the other two. So right, that's right. the one that you really need the, the most uh, mash with. Yes. Um, I want, I'm really zipping through these because, uh, I do have someone coming here to clean the carpets that my dog shit on everyone. I'm just going to be very honest with you. That's happening at 11. And my flight leaves And you have a flight. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, So we've covered Explorer in Africa. We've covered Apartment in Melbourne. We've covered uh, going back to early 1700s Wisconsin or Final Fantasy Legend. I want to uh, also acknowledge that Star Wars is real and that you're able to enjoy intergalactic adventures as well. So you're going to be exhausted um, the good news is when you need to unwind, you can drink as much alcohol as you want. <laughs> Don't even tell no me No ramifications, that. no consequences. <laughs> but ultimately, uh, I hope you enjoy your life. You're also going to get a taste of the ultimate adventure and the ultimate mystery when you take a bullet as Michelle Bachman. <laughs> So you will travel to the feeling of death and back. Finally, I'll get to know what it'd be like. The ultimate adventure. That is the ultimate adventure. I'll be like, okay, all right. She sees uh, the fires of hell that she believes in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I check out. I'm like, and we're back. And we're back. (laughs) And you've got all of your myriad of other places that you can adventure. That's Um, so much fun. This was a blast. I could that have done so three more hours with I you. I know it. That was awesome. What a joy. I'm you know what I brought that we didn't talk about at all? I know. You brought all this great of stuff. My journal from when I was... Oh, no. Okay. We're going to have to do a part two of this of this episode. When I read uh, Harriet the, the Spy when I was eight, I started oh, writing a journal. I and when I was 13, my parents told me I was insane. And the TV show MASH, Sidney Freeman wrote to Sigmund Freud. And so I wrote to Sigmund Freud for oh, seven years as my journal. Okay. I'm going to have you back and... We'll have a journal off because I've never 
never read from my journal, but I kept a journal from eight yeah. until like twenties. Yeah. So we'll have like we'll, we can read old journal oh, entries please. together. That'll be That'd really be awesome. Fun. Okay, good. I'm we just high fived. I hope that was audible to everyone. Audible high five. And um, the only last thing that I want to do is just acknowledge I have a JV club, junior varsity. Oh yeah. Um, club uh, advice section, and this is actually the kind of the reverse of this. I got a beautiful letter from uh, my listener Patricia, who is um, uh, a 58 years old, and okay. she actually is giving some advice rather than asking for it, but I thought that was kind of wonderful. So she says, as a twice-divorced 58-year-old woman who is now trying to build some financial stability after raising four kids, I have learned the two most critically important life lessons. I hope they will make it onto an episode one day. Well, today is the day. Patricia, I hope young women might not have to learn in the hard way as I did. Number one, always have your own money. Real money. Money for at least six to 12 months living expenses. Okay, two, Susie Orman. Listen, two, use sun screen every day <laughs> start a good skincare regimen she's now true. and remember to include your throat and hands those are two very key very important she's right things. she's dead right um i couldn't uh, agree more and i love that i have listeners uh, all the way from you know junior high high school all the way up through into their 60s um that makes me very very happy and i thank you for for sharing as always guys i adore you i love that you weigh in so often and um uh, jackie thanks again for doing the podcast have a great flight today and i can't thank you wait. Very much. That's the other thing we'll talk about when you come back is how your high school reunion was. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. Man, and listen to the to Dork tell. Forest where I'm sure I will dork out. Please do guys and crazy catch people. Jackie when she is out and about doing stand-up comedy. Well, stand-up comedy. Tucson, funny San Francisco, upcoming. Those are two cities that I lived. You just named two of the cities that I lived. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, guys. Talk to you soon next time on the podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.